0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of Podcast 360, your go-to resource for medical news and clinical updates. I'm your moderator, Amanda Balby, with Consultant 360 Specialty Network. The prevalence of chronic hepatitis C virus infection among patients with cancer in the United States has been reported to be 1.5% overall and up to 10.6% in specific subgroups. Testing for hepatitis C virus antibody is a low-cost diagnostic method in widespread use worldwide. However, the optimal screening test for hepatitis C virus among patients with cancer has not been established. In a new study presented at ID Week 2020, researchers sought to identify the optimal screening test for hepatitis C virus in this patient population. We're joined today by the lead author on the study, Dr. Harry Torres, who is an infectious diseases physician at MD Anderson Cancer Center and an associate professor in the Department of Gastroenterology, Hepatology and Nutrition at the University of Texas in Houston. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Torres. To start, can you tell us more about your study and its findings?
1: Thank you for inviting me. It's a very exciting opportunity. The study is about the hepatitis C and how we test patients with cancer. And I I practice at MD Anderson, which is a major referral center in the U.S. What is still unclear is how do we screen these patients for hepatitis C. The title of the study is serologic versus molecular testing for screening of hepatitis C in patients with hematologic malignancies with or without prior hematopoietic cell transplant. And what we know is hepatitis C is carcinogenic, and it's associated with several types of malignancies, not only liver cancer, and also can cause some significant problems, including morbidity and mortality in cancer patients. And it's estimated that patients with cancer in the U.S. have a prevalence of hepatitis C between 1.5 and up to 10.6, as we have recently reported in head and neck cancer patients. This is of importance to multiple societies, including the American um, Society of Clinical Oncology or ASCO, because we know that this can affect cancer patients. And and, and, the, and the recent ASCO recommendations and guidelines, when I'm, I'm, I'm one of the authors there. So what is recommended is to do a universal screening in cancer patients for three main reasons. Number one is because we know that if we're going to screen patients only based on the birth cohort or the risk-based screening, we're going to miss at least one-third of the patients. And the problem is when we miss hepatitis C, this patient may develop reactivation of the infection, interruption of cancer due to that, progression of fibrosis and cirrhosis, and some of these patients may develop the second primary cancer. We also know that direct active antivirals, or DAAs, can eradicate most of the infection in these patients, so we know that up to 91 to 95% of these patients, even with cancer, can get virologic cure of hepatitis C. And universal screening is now recommended by the 2020 USPSTF recommendations, so it's really recommended to screen all adults, and that's what we have been doing at MD Anderson at least since 2016. We also know that by treating these infections, we can improve different type of outcomes on these patients. We can normalize the liver function test. Very important point for cancer patients is we can increase access to clinical trials for cancer care. We can also increase access to bone marrow transplant. We can prevent reactivation. And a very important point for our oncologists is we can improve the overall survival, not only the liver-related survival, but the overall survival and the disease-free survival in these patients. So there are important oncologic endpoints that we can improve by treating the hepatitis C. The challenge is um, what to use for that. And we know that there are two different types of assays approved for diagnosis of hepatitis C. One is a serologic assay that detects hepatitis C antibody, and the second is a molecular assay that detects the hepatitis C RNA quantitative. The cost is completely different in in most countries. For example, in the U.S., we know that the cost of serology, serologic assays is between 0.50 cents and 1.70 dollars, versus in the molecular assays, which is between 30 and 200 dollars. Depends on the t- where you're getting that test done. And the U.S. National Guidelines they recommend screening with antibody in both immunocompetence and immunocompromised patients, but the only immunocompromised patient population that is included on these recommendations is the HIV population. So we don't really know how, to, how this well is applicable to cancer patients, including bone marrow transplant patients. So the background of this study is trying to identify the most appropriate screening test for chronic hepatitis C in patients who have cancer, any type of cancer, and with or without transplant. And what we did here is we enrolled prospectively all patients coming to the hematologic clinics at MD Anderson, including the lymphoma clinic, myeloma, leukemia, stem cell transplant. And we enrolled these patients between February 2019 and November 2019. They have to be adults with any type of malignancy, with or without transplant. And what we did is at the same time when the patients were coming uh, for cancer care, We screen them simultaneously for hepatitis C, RNA, and hepatitis C antibody. The hepatitis C antibody was performed by using the Architect anti-HCV assay by Abbott Laboratories and with a specificity of 99.6 and sensitivity of 99.1. This is a commercially available assay, and we also use for, uh, another commercially available assay for hepatitis C quantitative, we use a hepatitis C RNA testing by COVAS HCV test by Roche um, Molecular System. The quantitation range between 15 and 100 million um, of international units or ML. The interpretation is as uh, is a standard. Um, if the patient have positive antibody and positive RNA, the patient is infected. What we were looking at particularly is patients with seronegative infection, meaning that patients who have negative antibody and positive RNA. Those are specifically the ones we were looking for. And what we did is we calculated the, uh, the power of the study on the basis of the diagnostic performance of these two tests, the antibody and the RNA, in HCV-infected patients. Unfortunately, we didn't have data on any other immunocompromised population, So we have to use the data on HIV-infected patients. We have found in the literature that 6.9% of patients were tested negative for hepatitis C antibody. However, they were infected because they have detectable RNA. We use, uh, from the statistical analysis, the mac test, where 214 patients were needed to enroll with a yield of 90% of power to detect significant difference. The agreement between the two tests was evaluated by the Cohen Kappa Statistic Analysis and McNemar test. These tests were performed. This study was funded in part by Merck Incorporated and also by uh, the NCI, uh, partially for each of these two groups. And the study sponsor have no role in study design, collection, analysis, or interpretation of the data. We did 214 patients as was requested for the enrollment. The median age was 64 years old and year of age within range between 27 and 84. Most patients were male with a 59%. Most patients were Caucasian with 84% of them. 8% of the patients were black. Most patients have lymphoid malignancies with 70% of them. And 7% of the patients have bone marrow transplant. And what we found is, in terms of the diagnostic performance, we identified of the 214 patients evaluated, three patients have positive hepatitis C antibody, and two patients have positive hepatitis C RNA test. The overall percentage agreement was 99.5%, with a confidence interval of 974 to 999 of the three patients with positive hepatitis C antibody test results, two had positive RNA and one have negative RNA. There were no cases of seronegative hepatitis C infection. The positive agreement between the two tests was 667 percent and the negative percentage agreement was 100%. In brief, we identified in three patients with hepatitis C antibody, two patients with hepatitis C RNA, and the agreement was 99.5%. And the cohen-kappa coefficient was 0.80, indicating substantial agreement between the hepatitis C antibody and the hepatitis C RNA. Why is this important? This is important because this is a first prospective study comparing different methods for hepatitis C screening in cancer patients. We found that serologic and molecular testing have similar diagnostic performance in these patient populations. We also found that there are no cases of Seronegative hepatitis infection, meaning false negative hepatitis infection, if we use only hepatitis C antibody. And this is important because seronegative hep C infection may have significant implications in cancer care, including on chronic hep C infection that may lead to multiple complications. And why is this important? This is really important because WHO has set the goal to eliminate hepatitis by 2030. And one of the most efficient strategies that WHO mentioned is to eliminate the hep C by 2030 is to expand hep C testing that 90% of people can get screened and also offer treatment. So our findings favor the use of hepatitis C antibody, a relatively affordable test to be used worldwide to screen hepatitis C, even in cancer patients. Our study is limited by the power that was low, 214 patients only. Unfortunately, the sample size, even though it was based on the power we use for HIV-positive studies, is still a low power. And that has to do probably with the fact that the individuals we use to calculate the power were HIV-infected patients. We know that they are immunocompromised, but at the same time, they are patients at high risk for hepatitis C infection, which is not necessarily the case for cancer patients. Also, we expect that different results may be expected if serologic and molecular assays are different from the one we use, are used on different studies. Another detail from our study is that we were not able to perform a cost effectiveness analysis, and the reason is that granted with special pricing for laboratory testing not reflecting the true market price. But in conclusion, we know that the diagnostic yield for a screening of hepatitis C in heavily immunocompromised cancer patients is similar for serologic and molecular testing, and the use of diagnostic methods with low cost, like hepatitis C antibody, will contribute, even in cancer patients, to the long-term goal of eliminating hep C in the U.S. and globally.
0: Absolutely. Great. And what is the next step in your research?
1: So the the next step here is to take this to other institutions. So we do have a consortium with other NCI cancer centers in the U.S. and also some other cancer centers globally, including in France and Canada and Italy. The plan is now to expand this to other institutions as well. So they will know how to screen these patients and they will also apply to their own centers. And certainly, you know, that will allow us to validate our findings in the multinational setting.
0: Great. Thank you so much for speaking with me today and answering all my questions.
1: Thank you, Amanda, for inviting me.